Chelsea, do you ever feel like you're not an expert? Oh, literally every day. I'm like, <laughs> how am I in this position? How do people pay me? Hi, I'm Phoebe. Hi, I'm Jacques. And welcome to Do You Ever Feel Like? Where we ask the questions that everyone's thinking and no one's answering. And today on the podcast, we have our first guest. So exciting. It's been so fun. We've had this guest. I mean, you'll probably know who it is. um, Already. Because we are looking at the thing. (laughs) (laughs) But we've had this guest in mind uh, since really like kind of when we started produce, like putting, putting, putting a notion doc together, a uh, yeah. notion board together. Um, but it, our first episode famously is your nonsense that you brought to the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever feel like, that's just all there of our, nonsense, whose nonsense is this? Uh, is there, do you ever feel like there's too many podcasts? And mm-hmm. so we thought we would bring on a podcasting expert yes. to tell us potentially why we're why we're wrong, why we're right, and why we're wrong. Yeah. To teach us the ways as well. Chelsea mm. was great. I loved our conversation. It was so fun. And I loved it. There was so much that went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even funny. What a fucking wild day. It like was a what a wild so day. Wild. We were recording like peak Mercury retrograde. And I think knowing that, because like of knowing that, mm-hmm. like every every fucking wild thing that was happening, I was like, okay. Like it really didn't phase me. No. No. I think if it none were of, any none of other that stuff phases you. Any well, it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> Historically it has. Right. Uh, but I I think I think when you know, I mean, we we were literally we loved we love to start off every single episode with an astrology moment. Seems lately, <laughs> that should be a thing. At your wedding, I was like proselytizing about the Chani app. I like oh. multiple people pulled out their phones to download it. <laughs> Chani Chani made some money off of Jock and Jack's wedding. <laughs> Um, but like knowing, I don't know, it was like knowing that that was like the forecast, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, that's fine. Like this is, of course, we're recording at 9 a.m., which like, oh. I am not out of my pajamas at 9 a.m. Yeah. That was, that was mistake number one. <laughs> what else happened? Oh, then the power went out in oh, yeah. your home. <laughs> my power was out at my place. I had to like huff it to my mom's. Mm-hmm. And then and then Chelsea was like with the time change was like stuck in the middle of something yeah. and couldn't get home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then once we started recording there was all kind of Zencaster issues. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. We started recording three different times. A completely yeah. different episode, which was good. It was like another one of those like shut up, shut up the mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we will not listen. Yeah, my we computer. Yeah, my computer crashed, and then, and then when we did actually finally record later that day with Chelsea, it was like again some beautiful. I was just editing <laughs> it. Um, 
like so delayed at all of the sudden. All like, of a sudden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But it felt that's very why I fitting. like. Oh, it was so fitting because our like major question to Chelsea was, do you ever feel like you're not an expert? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of what Chelsea talks about is this idea of like, keep you keep going anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you keep doing the messy thing. Yeah. Which is, you know, really mu- like what we believe in too. So it was interesting. Yeah. For sure. It was interesting. Uh, sign of the times. If, if anything. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chelsea is a mindset and podcast coach. Um, she helps creatives, coaches, and entrepreneurs launch, grow, and monetize their, monetize their podcasts. Um, Chelsea has an awesome podcast called In My Non-Expert Opinion, covering the roller coaster of entrepreneurship, the fun and chaos of travel, internet culture, and money. Chelsea is an Aquarius sun and Virgo moon rising. (laughs) She's a reflector who loves rap music, nature documentaries, mysticism, reality TV, travel, podcasts, chocolate, and learning about the mind, body, spirit, and scammers, which I think is a hilarious thing to have in a bio. (laughs) Go, Chelsea. Chelsea is is just like – Yes. Yes, exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, if that is not exactly encapsulates what we managed to talk about in our – and our uh, what we promised would be a half hour interview that took the full entire hour to record. Yeah. <laughs> um, so enjoy the rest of this episode with Chelsea. Um, yes, enjoy. In my non-expert opinion. All right, take it away. Past us. <laughs> Okay. Fear it will be. Everyone's with us. going. Yeah. Jacques going. Just okay. Going. <laughs> it's working. Uh, we just need to be in our finest form today. Now we have a podcast expert with oh, us. Oh yes. Not us tripping over ourselves once again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Which is usually podcast. the vibe. That's why mine's called in my non-expert opinion. Like I set it up that way so that I could have the freedom to like mess up. <laughs> I love that. That's something that I so admire about your, I don't know, what do you call it? Like your practice, your your business, the way you like run, orchestrate things is just like, I call it the messy DIY. My, my version of it is like messy DIY. Like I'm just charging forward. I have no idea what I'm doing, but it looks fun. Um, and I, I, I see other people doing that. I'm like, uh-huh. I love that because it's great. It's still great. Yes. It is in fact just great. Messy action. Like I'm very much like do it now, figure it out later, launch now, adjust later. Sometimes it gets me into trouble, but I feel like I have a high risk tolerance. So I'm like, we'll figure it out later. And I think (laughs) that's, um, again, sometimes it gets me into trouble and sometimes it works out beautifully. Yeah. No, I love Mm -hmm. that. I, what is your sun moon rising? I'm an Aquarius sun and a Virgo moon rising. (gasps) I love that. I, Jacques and I are, are like I think every single episode we've mentioned the Chenny app now in the last like, obsessed obsessed. What it- it's the best app on the planet. I'm like, who writes all the horoscopes? Who like makes all the copy for the website and everything? Like the emails. I'm like, I remember reading my birth chart on Chenny, and I'm like, did they read my diary? Like this is so <laughs> unbelievably specific. It was it was actually freaking me out. It was just so eloquently put too. Mm-hmm. No, I know it's so good. It's so good. But that's why I'm always curious about people's 
like sun, moon, rising and in creating something because I'm I'm a Sagittarius sun, moon, and it's chaos. It's chaos over chaos. here. <laughs> I feel like the Virgo energy grounds me, but I feel very like Aquarius is air. I feel like I'm mm. very airy, always in my head, constantly like cannot turn things off. And I feel like the Virgo-ness like, is like, mm-hmm. we need to ground. We need to come back mm-hmm. to earth. Like, let's chill. So I, they're kind of opposing energies in my opinion, but I feel like they balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a Gemini and a Taurus. I'm Gemini and Taurus, which mm-hmm. is interesting because they're like right on the cusp of yeah. each other. And I'm a Gemini that's on the cusp of Taurus. And so I really feel that as well. This like dichotomy kind of yeah. like my air and my grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's the feedback I always get in readings. They're like, you need to ground. You need to ground. And you're you're like, floating away. <laughs> like, bye. Come back. Come back, Chelsea. Yeah. Come back. No, I'm out of phase. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> That's literally me. No, I love it. And I, I I appreciate that energy and I it resonates with me. And I I don't know, when I'm like out here in this ring of like whatever, whatever the fuck you know, we're creating as entrepreneurs, as like people on the internet, I'm like Who's doing this in just a way that feels, I don't know, undone mm-hmm. is how I like to think of it, but just like giving it a whirl and like, yeah, seeing mm-hmm. what happens, seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think that brings us to our our question today. Yes. Of Chelsea. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're not an expert? Oh, literally every day. I'm like, <laughs> how am I in this position? How mm-hmm. do people pay me? How am I living this life? <laughs> like, honestly, I have to do a lot of grounding, going back to grounding, a lot of grounding work and like reminding myself and a lot of self-acknowledgement. Um, you know, recently I started to really accept my skills and my talent, especially after talking to other people. When you know, you talk to your clients and you're like, hey, I actually do know a lot. You get a lot of validation from your clients, oh, yeah. but also acknowledging my education and my background and writing that down and literally being like, you have a master's in this. You went to school for this. Like I've had to do that. But yeah, there's sometimes I just spoke at a graduation this weekend and, um, you know, I came in as a guest expert and it was for someone's huge business mastermind that they spent thousands of dollars to be in. And it was a really big deal. And the, you know, the lineup of speakers was pretty incredible. And I was on there and I kind of was like, what the fuck did I get on there? But you're like, (laughs) You're like, I, I did something, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, they don't just put random people on here. Like, and that's when I have to recognize the skill set, but it is hard. I I feel like not an expert a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I resonate. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just, I'm going my own imposter syndrome spiral as we're talking. Um, but I think that's so funny. Like the space that you've carved out for yourself, like, you know, by calling yourself not an expert, but then, you know, at the same time, it's like, no, you really know your shit. Like you really know your shit and listening to your podcast alone or listening to you, I mean, following you on Instagram or like consuming the stuff that you do, you know your shit. And I think that, I don't know, by like, by, I don't know, is it being an expertise in something? But like, but then also being like, I don't know. Here's what I know. But here's like, Oh, here's what I'm experimenting with. Like, here's what I'm like seeing what sticks, and yeah, maybe getting myself into trouble. Yeah, I think I that's it. the move. Like, I yeah, accept what you your skills are, and then outsource or delegate or automate or something where they aren't. But also, 
like having the humility to know what you're not of like, there's certain things I just know I'm not great at or don't like doing. And I'm not going to, there's a, I could be making a lot more money doing a lot more skills, but I'm like, I know I'm not good at that. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. And I don't like doing it. So Mm -hmm. yes, I could open up like five new revenue streams, including editing, but I don't want to. So it's like, (laughs) and I'm not an expert. I'm not an audio expert. I'm more of like a strategist and content and podcast Mm -hmm. overarching, but I'm not an audio expert. So it's like, that's something I have to accept too, that, you know, those days come and you're like, Oh, I could have a whole like editing package and create this and that. And then I'm like, no, like I don't want to. And I don't feel like an audio expert. And that's something I'm going to accept about myself and like run. Mm-hmm. Jacques, that. that reminds me of what you always said to me. What is it? What did I always say to you? I'm trying to remember <laughs> just because you can doesn't mean you should oh. kind of thing. Like just because you mm-hmm. have a skill doesn't – I don't know. Yeah, like you have to monetize it or like you have to – it has to be like, yeah, outsource, like whatever. And like it kind of accepting like what are the things that I do want to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was something that I, I feel like – so I've listened to now a couple of your episodes, Chelsea. I listened to – Phoebe sent me when you were on the 12th house – Um, and like something you can just tell from like getting in your world really just like has, I have really quickly, I don't know that much about you, but something that I can tell is that you kind of ride this mission of show up consistently with what you actually want to show up, up doing what you actually care about and what you actually want to bring your skills to, which is kind of what what you just said. And I was a question that I had when I was thinking thinking about that was, okay, great. So even if you know what you're great at, and even if you love what you're great at, you don't love it every day. You don't like it every day. So what keeps you going? What keeps you showing up to the podcast or keeps doing interviews or whatever? Because yes, it's a great skill and you love it, but also like it's a skill and it's Mm -hmm. work. And some days you just want to like be in your bed or some days you want to hide in a hole or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think that's a great question. And it's something I was thinking about recently, my podcast turns five in November and I'm like, how have I been podcasting for five fucking years? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it, but I think it's also important to be transparent that I took months off at a time. There's periods where I was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Even this month, like I was traveling so much and I got sick and then I had like 20 different visitors and it, the production schedule just got so behind that I was like, okay, I'm like three weeks behind on posting, but we'll get back to it. But my point Mm -hmm. is that um, I've, I've kept it. And I think there's a few different reasons. I think I genuinely am a curious person. So to me, it's actually mm. fun to interview people. Like when I get to interview mm-hmm. someone, when I see an interview on my calendar, to me, my brain is like playtime almost. I'm like, yes, I get to mm. pick this person's brain. I get to ask them whatever I want for an hour. I get to uncover every little aspect of their story. So I think as someone who's naturally curious, that's exciting for me. And I know that sounds like a little bit life coachy, but for real, I'm like, I, I am excited about interviewing people. Um, yeah. I, again, I, I wanted to, to take a step back. I wanted to be a sports reporter when I was younger. And I liked being in front of camera and I liked talking. And I think that kind of intrinsic thing has always been within me, which is what's kept the podcast going. But also knowing that like, I've, I'm a verbal processor and I just learned a lot about yeah. how people process things and how their learning styles are, et cetera. And so to me, what was interesting when I took that one break where it was like, four to five months, it actually felt like something 
shut down within me. Like I was like mm. turned off a light somewhere and I was like, what is missing? Like I have an incredible job. I'm getting paid well. I'm helping my clients. I have great reviews at work. Like what is missing? And it's because I turned that light off of mm. podcasting and I was like, oh, that's because I, the way I process the world, how some people do it through writing, some people do it through drawing. Like for me, it's actually speaking. So I think that's a huge thing is if you're a verbal processor, it's actually kind of easy to show up week after week because mm-hmm. I'm so observant. I feel like this is going back to always in my head. Every day I look at something, I'm like, that's a story. That's a story. I could talk about that. I could turn that into an episode. That could be a book. Like I'm yeah. constantly, yeah. constantly thinking of that and my brain cannot turn it <laughs> off. And so to me, I'm like, the way I digest it and share it is a podcast. So that's personally how I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I I so resonate with that as like and we were reflecting on I think this was a couple episodes ago. I like feel like cuckoo bananas. Like like now that the podcast is out in the world, people will like tell me things that I've said or I'll be like, "Was this a conversation Jacqueline and I were just having on the phone?" <laughs> like what the fuck is happening inside of my head now? <laughs> Literally, oh my God. yeah, you're like it's so Yeah, it it it's so confusing. Or yeah, like friends will be like, "Haha, so so funny that you said that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't gaslight me. Hey, <laughs> yeah, like I have a I have a recording of you saying this, but this um this medium is so interesting because it's like it feels like so much. Like it's like you know what an hour conversation is like so much time and also nothing. Like it's like seems mm-hmm. like so much time in all the other media that we consume, but it's also like how could we possibly? It's a one hour conversation. Like what is a one hour conversation? You go out for drinks with your friends, you're gonna be out for a couple of hours, and you're exploring all depths of the galaxy. Right. <laughs> but like in this format, it's so like I, f- I find myself thinking that way now that we have a place to like put that production. Um, but then like another week comes, and it's like okay something else, like a whole new thing, a whole new topic, a whole new, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've had this interview and we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. It's a funny it's a format quick, to work. It's a, I realized this too, that I'm like, you put so much energy and thought and observation and curiosity and investment into each week's episode. And then it just, the turnaround is really quick. And you're like, wait, I'm still kind of digesting what I put out there. Are people still digesting what I put out there? And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're promoting it, promoting it. And we're like, boop, on to the next one. And I've noticed Mm -hmm. that that is kind of, for me, what's missing is like, I don't feel like there's a space where we can all talk about what we just talked about in the episode. Like I need more digesting and processing of it. I've been trying to figure out where is that? Like, is that on Slack? Is that a WhatsApp group? Is I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yeah, it feels like you put this, huge creation into the world every week and then it's just like kind of floats away and then you're on to the next thing and it feels like no I need it to be a little more yeah analyzed or something yeah Mm -hmm. I like that Mm -hmm. um so Jacques is famously off of social media and (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious like I don't know. I talk to you all the time as my friend, but like, what is, what is putting this out into the world? Like shock, like for you, mm. because like I look at the reviews or I like, you know, or I'm posting the thing, like there's like a through line or like Chelsea, you talk about this too. And like exporting your content from your podcast into other streams. Like, yeah. Where is that? I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I'm not like, I, I, I sometimes look at it, <laughs> you know, like I don't have my Instagram anymore, but like I'll look at the pod page, but, but yeah, it is different because, and I, th- I think maybe that's where my question was coming from Chelsea, because for me, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm not seeing the other side so much of the receiving. Mm. And there are people who text me. There are people in my life who listen. There are people, you know what I mean? Like, and Phoebe and I have been so grateful. We're just like, we're just so dedicated. We're just like, we're going to show up. We're going to keep doing it. We're so grateful to people who care about the first five episodes. You know what I mean? Like, um, but anyways, uh, and that's, that's, that's a great, reason for me to keep showing up but yeah I don't see the other side of it and like I don't know I don't know what that does I don't know if that's good I don't know if that's bad I no, think there's I both know. you know yeah I'm not yeah, sure I think it's it's to your point it's weird because the first honestly six months to a year when I started I didn't even look at my analytics because I was like I don't care like I'm not doing this I started when I was still working in a corporate job so it was a mm-hmm. hobby it was fun for me to take breaks and go interview people like I treated it as if someone just hired me to be like Spotify's newest podcaster. Like I was, like you guys said, so dedicated, so into like booking recording studios and rooms. And like, I, I treated it like, again, such a big deal because that's how it felt to me. Um, but then to your point, you're like, okay, wait, like I'm not at that point, I wasn't making money off of it. This was, Mm -hmm. it was just like a creative hobby, but this creative hobby is costing me a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of brain space, a lot of planning, but eventually it was the qualitative data and the connections I was making that started to drive me. So it was, yeah. it was the DMs. It was mm. people texting me out of nowhere. People will come. I'm telling you guys, wait six months. People are going to come out of nowhere that you don't even remember that are like, like whatever. Guys, remember in high school, we used to do this together. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with your podcast. And that started happening where people are like, yeah. your podcast yeah. helped me with my finances or like, oh my God, the one you did on Mindset helped me move through a breakup. And I'm like, wait, what? Like you listen to my podcast? We were in the same sorority together 12 years ago. And like you actually, (laughs) like it really is crazy, but I'm also very driven by words of affirmation and external validation. So for me, that like really kept me going. I wasn't, the numbers to me didn't mean anything because I was like, I'm so motivated by the words of affirmation. And again, the, Mm -hmm. the DMs, the messages, and people were really heartfelt with what they were saying. So I was like, I'm not going to stop because the analytics aren't through the roof because my goal in, in, originally was not to make spon- like have sponsors and monetize and become this like big, bad podcast. It was like, I kind of treated it as like, I know this is a small thing on the internet. I know it's not going to be big. So let me have fun with it and enjoy the obscurity for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, the obscurity of it. That I love that. And it's so it's so funny to say that you're like, oh, I started podcasting five years ago. I'm like trying to put myself in like the podcast landscape. Yes. Like this format oh, – so all right, part of the reason why we wanted to have you on our first episode famously is do you ever feel like there's too many podcasts? <laughs> because like, I yes feel like the no. last two years has just been like what celebrity – doesn't have a podcast and like Mm -hmm. but then also I listen to all of them (laughs) yeah it's like and that's why I said yes and no because I'm like yeah yes there are a lot but they're not all good and a lot of people stop doing them so I'm like yeah it's like I always think of podcasts the market or the landscape as like a restaurant it's like Mm -hmm. restaurants don't just stop opening in neighborhoods because there's already restaurants it's like there's an Italian restaurant down the street that has meatballs there's one that has whatever pizza there's one that you go to for the wine so i feel like if that's what people that can't speak 
that's where people are getting held back. Then I'm like, look at it as a restaurant example. Like there's still Italian restaurants opening up every single day in every neighborhood. You, mm-hmm. you cannot go out and not find an Italian restaurant because they're yeah. like, well, we're not going to be the ones competing for pizza. We have the ambiance or we have the original guy from Sicily making the pizza. So I'm like, that could be your podcast. Like you could be the guy from Sicily making the pizza where someone else is known for their meatball subs. Mm -hmm. But I will say not a lot are good and not a lot are consistent and not a lot really know what they're doing. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts, but like 20% of them are actually listenable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was kind of what we were talking about in this, uh, that episode too, where it's like, I'm so bamboozled by people that say that they don't listen to podcasts too. Cause I'm like, me too. What do you mean? Like, there's like everything. Like, there's like anything that you could ever desire in a podcast. I literally feel like my personality and like what I know is highly developed by podcasts. Like, everything <laughs> yeah. I tell people, I'm like, that's from like that's from a podcast. I learned this in a podcast. My personality is a podcast. Like, it's so wild. I'm like, when people say they don't listen, I'm like, where do you live? That is that is great merch, Chelsea. My personality is a podcast. Put that, that is on a great shirt. Merch. That <laughs> trademark intellectual property. No one's gonna take it. <laughs> My personality is podcast. No, for real. And I think I mean, like to your point, like there's everything, and yeah, they're not good, and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Too. I think I find like there's a bunch of podcast stats that I find very interesting. Like you're talking about Pod Fade. I bet a gal. Yeah. Jacques, we will we're so close to that getting over that hump. I think this yeah, is our ninth episode we're recording. So mm-hmm. did you feel pod fade at all? We've been working on this for a long ass time. Like this idea, we've been rattling back and forth for like a year. And uh-huh. like thinking about it, develop developing it, like yeah, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that, Jacques, but it's like We've had so much time and we make other shit. Like we both are Mm -hmm. creators. So I didn't feel like we're coming to it with nothing. Oh, Um, yeah. mm -hmm. An infamous review that we've got so far is, I don't know how you can have so many opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's it. It's like, that's like kind of a flex. No, I know. Exactly. I want that on a poster. Exactly. So there's always like there's always stuff to talk about between Phoebe and I, and it's mm-hmm. been yeah, and I and I think I don't think I've really experienced it. Well, tell tell the tell the listeners what Pod Fade technically is mm-hmm. before we get into if we experienced it. It's basically when podcasters just burn out from doing their podcast, and it mm-hmm. usually is around the seven episode mark. And I've actually looked at this like podcasts I listen to, and when they stopped, and I'm like, it literally is always between like seven and thirteen episodes. And it's kind of a reason they do is what you just said earlier. They just feel like they're not getting the return, whether that's analytics wise or qualitatively or whatever. They're just like, I feel like I'm speaking to no one and no one's listening. So like, why am I putting all this energy into it? Um, mm. And then they, they just like ghost their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that I, I like what you were talking about, like, you know, data. I, I, I too am not motivated by numbers. I find that to be like a very abstract thing to kind of wrap my head around And I always think it's so interesting when clients will say to me like, oh, especially right now with like social media, people are like, oh, only five people like my post. I'm like, 
five people, five whole ass other people like ingested an idea of yours, like that's fucking huge. If you walked into a room and there were five people and that just like all listened to you, like that's amazing. And so I think it's so funny when people kind of cite these numbers, they're like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't go viral. It's like, well, what are, what are we trying to do here? And like, what's, what's happening Mm -hmm. with this yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's so I think by we've been talking about this idea for so long. I think especially like I don't know. I don't make long-term things a lot. Jacques does. Jacques's a director. Yeah. Writer, I make a lot theater of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like not 100% new. Um, but and also it's it definitely much more work. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot of work. I don't think people realize how much work it is. I also like I am so lucky to have someone in it with me, which I think yeah. is a huge thing too. Like having a co-host, having Phoebe. Phoebe, I was going to say when I was going to answer your question, Chelsea, of like, have you experienced pod fade? I was going to say, Phoebe won't let me experience pod fade. <laughs> We're not doing that. Phoebe, Phoebe is like, nope. Dragging. Like dragging me across the line. Phoebe is like, we've got 30 minutes. Let's go. Like, like literally like, like, like Phoebe will not let it up. So Phoebe is carrying, carrying me when I'm like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. I love that though. I don't think I would do that if I was alone. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't, this is like, um, this has turned into a bit of a podcast therapy episode. (laughs) Yeah. For us. (laughs) But like, I don't, I don't think I would do that if I had a partner of like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, having something to be in it with is like, it's been, it's been great. It's been fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been good. What you just said. We've got it. Yeah. And what you just said too, like not being motivated by analytics. Jacqueline, what have you changed your mind about? Uh, can I just say I love to change my mind? It's great. Yeah, you do. Um, (laughs) so I have changed my mind about natural, like health products. Mm. So for a long time, I was like that person that was like, it doesn't matter. Put chemicals in your body. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like that person. And I was like, and I was like, or like I had like a mix of stuff. Like I had some natural stuff and some not. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, putting aluminum on my body, but then like having like an all natural thing on my face. Like, what are you doing, Jacqueline? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Capitalism at its finest. Exactly. <laughs> so I've like really cleaned it up and I have found this brand, Hello. Have you all heard of Hello no. before? I don't know. It's like honestly the most affordable Get them on the pod, sponsor. Brand that I've found. <laughs> And I love it, and I'm loving their toothpaste and their mouthwash. Um, and I'm going to add some more other products. But I have – I'm now, like, dedicated to everything needs to be clean. I love that. That's oh my what gosh. I changed my mind about. I, I love that. I we'll change your heart. Shit. Yeah. I, like – to the point where I'm, like, no one come to my house. Like, I don't want you to see my bamboo toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Let me hide all my reusable cups. <laughs> So nobody thinks I'm a freak. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, metal straw. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's obvious when I think when you meet me. Um, yeah. Chelsea, what have you changed your mind about? Okay. This one's a little deeper because I have a great therapist and a great attachment coach and great support mm. systems. 
as I said earlier, dating and relationships is something I've been intentionally experimenting with a lot when I came on this trip that I'm on right now. I'm on a four month trip abroad. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back out there in the dating world. Um, and I have an anxious attachment style. I think a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. I've been trying to work on mm-hmm. like changing it and shifting it and getting to a secure place. And um, I think what I've changed my mind about is not trying to just overnight become secure attachment and being like, okay, this guy that I have to go on a date with or yeah. not have to, that I'm going on a date with, I have to all of a sudden be this <laughs> secure person. It's like, it's baby steps. Like when you learn to play the piano, you don't, you're not like a master after two lessons. And I think I was being really hard on myself with dating of like, I really need to shift the fuck over to secure attachment right now. Like I'm doing all this work on myself and I'm like, no, like it's okay to take baby steps and get to that point. And so recently, like as recently as before this podcast, I sent a text to someone that I'm like, if I was a secure person, here's what I would say, but I had to send it to my friend before to read it. And I sent it to the coach I'm working with and I got like great feedback. And I was like, okay, I, I actually sent it before I got their feedback. So that made me feel like a secure person because I'm like, I didn't need their feedback to send it. But I was like, okay, that's like a baby step, but I'm not going to all of a sudden be like, like depending on myself to be this secure person all the time when it comes to dating, like I'm working on that. So yeah, I think I've changed my mind of like trying to, I guess the the answer is like being so hard on myself to shift into a a space that I'm not familiar or like comfortable Mm -hmm. with yet and like taking Mm. the baby steps become more in the secure attachment realm um and i guess accepting that like there's there's me anxious moments but like talking myself out of them so i don't know if that's changed mind as much as like a life lesson i love that that's so beautiful and like dude snaps to you holy shit that's like the work (laughs) i love yeah it was and i think like i think that is yeah i think that is a change your mind because you're saying i'm not going to punish myself i'm going to like accept yeah and that like mm. this is where I'm at like I'm not gonna like judge myself right yeah where that's in great therapy usually every week it's like I did this again I did this again yeah. And like, yeah yeah constantly beating myself up and it's like you know what I'm like ready to go and like not be myself up this time and yeah changing my mind also that like setting a boundary or standard means you're gonna scare them away it's like that's what just a secure person would do is like set that boundary or standard to, mm. to have them show their deck of cards of like, what are you working with? Here's what I'm working with. So that felt really nice to like change my mind about setting a standard is not scaring someone away. Mm, yeah. I love that. I took a, um, oh my God, what is it called? What am I? I just love to collect uh, coaching certifications. I don't know if just speaking of not being an expert, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't have imposter syndrome. Um, I took a training <laughs> called somatic attachment therapy um, a couple of months ago. And a stat I really love – I'll pull out a book for you after, book recommendation. Um, but a stat I really love is 80% of people end up being securely attached in their relationships, like in their life. And so we would all don't start off that way, but it is – it's like the most, I don't know, plastic thing in our relationships that we can work on. Mm-hmm. I just think that's like – I don't know, so beautiful and like I just love people trying, you know. I love that. Because it's all we can do. It's a good stat. It is a good I stat. stat. I like I think about that a lot when especially when we're feeling like real shit about ourselves. It's like, wait a second, like I don't know. <laughs> Not that numbers motivate me, but But that one does. This is, there's <laughs> evidence. Yeah, there's evidence that's like, I don't know, we're not stuck in Yeah, that we can change. Place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we can evolve. Yeah. yeah. 
I also love that therapy trick, Chelsea. That is, ooh, it's gold. It's gold. That idea of if I were blank, this is how oh. I would act. This is yeah. what I would say. This is what I would blah, blah, blah. Because you're like accepting that you're not right, and that you have potential to become all right. at the same time. It's right. really good. It's really And useful. the receiver, yeah, doesn't know that, right? They don't know that I went through all these mental gymnastics. It's just coming off as secure, but it was a lot of, a lot <laughs> right. going on up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That's good so for great. you. Good for you. Thank you. Growth. Phoebe, what have you changed your mind about? Um, okay. I, okay. Yes, I have changed my mind. I feel like it's like I have to frame it as a bit of an experiment, but I do feel like I've changed my mind. I'm really trying to uh, to combat the like, what is that called? Your negative, like, like the like. Our brains love the negative. Like, I'm really bias. trying to like combat bias. Yes, yes, yes. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm really trying to combat that in my head by just like changing my mind about being hopeful and like it's okay and you can be hopeful and it's like a good like thing to play with. It's worthwhile and like far more beneficial than just like, I don't know, our brains, man. They just love to trap you in lies. (laughs) They really do. Like just full on lies. So yeah, I've been like, I'm trying to change my mind about, and maybe that's what it is. I'm trying to change my mind about being hopeful. Love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that yeah. too. I listened to you, uh, a mind, the mind witchery, I think it's the, I'll put it in the show notes, uh, podcast on, on like practices that are exactly this of like, yeah, I'm going to, and it's small baby steps, like this practice of like, I made a list of like things that are working for me, relationships that are working for me. Instead of like, I think I asked myself the question a lot of like, um, you know, what do I need to change instead of like, what do I not need to change? And like, what yes. can, like, what feels good right now? Yeah. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I love that. Look at us changing our mind. Big Evolving. Growth. <laughs> Hashtag growth. <laughs> Hashtag growth. Yeah, so 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 Chelsea, what do you say? What do you say to the podcaster that's like, I have nothing to say. Only five people will listen. Nobody cares about what I have to say. Mm. Like, what? Why? Why do you believe in podcasts? And and what would you say to that person? Because I'm like, everyone starts somewhere. Like, I think there's this idea that, uh, you know, you 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 do one episode and you're supposed to have like a hundred thousand downloads. And I'm like, every podcaster started at zero downloads. If they were an influencer, they have that audience built in. But when they started mm-hmm. their when they started their influential platforms, they started their Instagram at zero followers. They started their email list at zero followers. What separates anybody from continuing to go on and seeing that result is do they keep going on? Like that's mm-hmm. literally to me the only difference. Like sometimes it's not even talent, it's not even wit or money or anything. It's like I actually just kept going and mm-hmm. eventually saw the other side of that return. And I think a lot of people quit right before that that, you know, seed grows because they do get so frustrated. So when they're like, only five people will listen, I think the same thing with Phoebe said, like, okay, what if those five people turn into your clients? You would not be complaining if you had five high ticket clients, or if you had five people sign up for your course, or if you worked with five people in a group setting 
But now all of a sudden in the context of listeners, you're like, I only have five listeners. I'm like, isn't that weird in one context? You would be so Mm -hmm. grateful for five people. But in the other, you're like, oh, I can't believe only five people are listening. And I think this is a result of comparing yourself to an influencer, where if you think, oh, X amount of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people should be listening and following me, you're probably getting a false idea of your baseline because you're just looking at big people all day long and their their analytics and their influence without considering everything they did to get there, how long they've been in the game, how many episodes they've done. So that's why I'm like, when people compare, I'm like, if you're going to do a comparison, then you need to do an apples to apples comparison. You cannot compare yeah. yourself to an influencer that started a podcast with a huge YouTube already or someone that's mm-hmm. been in the media game for 10 years. Like it's literally like comparing right. apples to, a, you know, something not even related a water bottle you're like what the it doesn't even make sense so that's why Mm -hmm. i believe in podcasting because i'm like if you just kept going and didn't get so caught up in the analytics you would realize that you do have a lot to say people are interested and you might actually be the person that someone's waiting to hear from there's this other Mm -hmm. idea that Mm -hmm. oh there's already astrology podcasts that exist there's already two co-hosts that talk about their opinions why would that be me and i'm like first of all (laughs) (laughs) first of all like (laughs) <laughs> Who says anyone listens to those podcasts? When people s- tell me what podcasts they listen to, I'm like, I've never heard of those podcasts and I listen to podcasts yeah. all day long. The second thing is like, those podcasts may exist. It doesn't mean people like them. Like there are so many podcasts out there that I'm like, example, finance. I'm like, I wish more women would talk about finance in a digestible way and fun, like in a fun, funny, easy, breezy way. But unfortunately it's like, there's not that much out there. And finally, someone that worked with me launched it. And I'm like, this is what I mean. I've been listening to the Mm. other podcasts just because they're the only ones that exist. But I've been waiting for a podcast like yours. And that's why I believe in it so much. Because I'm like, you really could be the missing link that someone is looking for. But because you're comparing yourself to whoever and whoever, you're being a disservice to that person that actually wants to hear your voice. Mm, that's so beautiful. I think that's like the beautiful thing about being a creative person or an artist. And, and I think a coach as well is like, um, you know, we get to create the things that we want and need in the world. And also we get to connect with our clients where we're like, yes, please make this. If only for me. Yes. <laughs> like in a very literally. selfish way. <laughs> yeah. So selfish. I'm like, are you going to say that podcast? Cause I want to yeah, line in and ask you I need that in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, we've been talking so much about consistency today and I think it's like this, you know, I kind of think it's like this balancing act, but I'm curious as how you feel showing up when like, especially if you're doing it for five years, like, I don't, do you ever feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the question is in there. <laughs> it's like a relationship, right? It's like, it's like, how do you keep it spicy? It's like a marriage. It's like a relationship. It's like a partnership. It's like how – that's my thing is I'm like, how does Chelsea keep doing this for five years? I mean, It again, baffles me. I took a break. So I did take a long break because I was like, what the hell am I doing? And then I remember being like something – It like you said, it is like a relationship. You're like something has to change. So I went through a rebrand. I changed the name, the cover art, the music. I changed like the subjects I was talking about. Mm. And I'm kind I'm kind of going through that again where I'm like, you know what? It's been the same for like two, two or three years. Like I want to now switch to stuff I've never really talked about, which is like dating and relationships and anxious attachment and dating Europeans and sex and like mm-hmm. all these things I've never talked about because I'm like, that's the phase of life I'm in. But yeah. that's how I that's how I have to keep going is like, not niching down and putting myself on a box. Like if my podcast was only about 
business or travel or something like that, I probably would get a little bored, but I let it evolve with me. And so now in this next kind of evolution of my life, I'm like, that's where I'm at is I'm doing a lot of dating. I'm trying to really understand relationship dynamics. So that's what I feel called to talk about. And that's a lot different than what I was talking about six, 12 months ago. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting is like, you're a human, you're going to evolve and your podcast can evolve with you. Um, so make it fun. Yeah. Change the music, mm. change the segments, add a hotline in, start doing an advice column. Like there's so <laughs> many fun things you could do. That's so sweet. I love that. That's so great. It's funny that you're talking about like niching down at the same time because it's like your clients are, I don't know, it maybe sounds like a niche in the the funniest way, but like that's what I, when again, when people say that I don't listen to podcasts, I'm like, but it's the whole world. Like, (laughs) what do you want to listen to? Like, you could listen to like, I don't know. Deborah's alligator farm like like I'm sure I'm sure there's like something for alligator farm I don't even know what that is but like I'm sure it exists oh there's a podcast that in my hometown there's a podcast that reviews tater tots and it's a big podcast (gasps) I love it there's more than one kind of tater tot oh I don't know there's different toppings different frying levels like yes there's one that reviews tacos like that's how like, you really can talk about anything. So if you don't know what to talk about, go get your favorite food and review it. Um, well, thank you so much, Chelsea. I so appreciate your time and all of the hiccups. And oh my God, look at that. On the hour. So perfect. Um, Mercury yeah. retrograde. Pending. Yeah. And I, it's good though. I like talking. So I like when we go to the hour. And thank you for having me on. This is such a fun conversation. Oh my gosh. First time. Um, okay. Bye. Thank you for being here, Chelsea. Oh my gosh, thank you guys. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Do You Ever Feel Like? Follow is chaos wherever you get your podcasts. Our artwork is by Simon Peng. Do You Ever Feel Like? is produced by Jacqueline Wills and Phoebe Taylor. You can follow us on Instagram at Do You Ever Pod. You can write to us at Do You Ever Pod at gmail.com. Okay, bye.